Welcome back to the Big Easy Bets Podcast. I'm your host, Logan, and with me in the studio, Nick Von Brick. Hey. And Justin, the Russian concussion mascaro. Good evening. Episode 106 of Big Easy Bets. Uh, this is an uh, episode that we're behind on. This is the Super Bowl recap, uh, which feels like an eternity ago. Uh, and we're also going to talk some March Madness, uh, a look ahead to March Madness. We're going to break down the college basketball landscape, conference championship, uh, what is it, week? Couple weeks? Yeah. Uh, that whole era is upon us i guess i don't know what is it? how long does it last a week two weeks uh the conference championship like a week yeah so all of that is coming up i know like the the lower level conferences um they've already started their tournaments but the big ones are going to be starting soon first we got to get through uh coach k's last game and cameron indoor which that'll be electric the cheap i mean the most expensive ticket they said was like 75 grand mm. that's incredible um, and I know for charity for like the Jimmy V foundation, it was like somebody paid a million dollars for four tickets. So granted it's for charity, but it's pretty impressive. Um, that'll be a, uh, that'd be a game to be at against North Carolina, but all right. Episode one Oh six. Uh, what do y'all have going on? It's been a while, a couple weeks since we were last here. Still struggling. Yeah. What about you? Yeah. Uh, I want to seesaw on, uh, College basketball. College basketball has been brutal. Every day I love my games, and every day I'm like, fuck. What was I thinking? Um, I mean, just last night, dude. Um, you, UConn. I mean, not UConn. Um, Nova blows it. I was talking with him about it. <laughs> yeah. Me and Nick were on Villanova, minus 9.5. Justin was on Providence, plus 9.5. Nova was up 14 at halftime, and then just blew it. Didn't, didn't handle business. Uh, Two-point win at home against Providence. Hats off to Providence. I mean, it's time to just start accepting the fact that they're a good basketball team. I mean, they keep playing teams close, but they keep winning. And and granted, this one they didn't win, but that's tough to go on the road and play Nova. Mm-hmm. So, all right. We'll recap the Super Bowl real quick. Like I said, we'll do it quickly. Um, everybody knows what happened. Um Three-point win for the Rams, so we all covered Bengals plus four-and-a-half. I think me and Justin were on the over 48-and-a-half. Obviously, that did not hit. It had ample opportunities to hit, but it did not. So we both go one-and-one. But the highlight of my night was made on the prop bets. I gave you two-and-a-half hours of research on whether or not the opening kickoff would be a touchback or if it would be returned. Everybody came out of the woodwork to say, oh, it's always returned. Pat McAfee, a, a punter, former punter. Everybody knows who Pat McAfee is at this point. Comes out and tells you that it's a brand new football. It's hard as a rock. They essentially, as soon as it's kicked off, it is shipped straight to Canton in the Hall of Fame and put on display. He said it's hard as a rock. You can't get anything behind it. Hammer the fact that the opening kickoff is going to be returned. Pat McAfee's main sponsor pays him millions and millions of dollars as FanDuel. They have a sports book. Pat McAfee is working for the man. You don't want to listen to Pat McAfee. He gives you advice on where to bet. Bet the opposite side. 
And I was so I, I made my pick before he came out and said anything. And I was very happy to see that he was saying that it was going to be returned. I didn't think anything. I knew it was going to be a touchback, and it was. And that was the highlight of my night. It happened in the first 30 seconds of the game. So I had to catch my breath. Everybody's like, all right, let's get going. Super Bowl. And I'm over there like I just won the Super Bowl. So I tried to tell everybody y'all didn't want to listen, but we cashed in with a winner right from the start. Actually, your lock of the week was heads. Yeah. I mean, you put all your, you put all your chips behind a coin toss, but it paid off. So it's only dumb when it doesn't work. You know? Yeah, that was a fun night. Yeah, no, that was a profitable night. That was an interesting night. Um, we obviously had a party at my house, and it got it was it was interesting. There was one Rams fan <laughs> out of everybody. <laughs> yes, there was. Um, he money lined them though. Yeah, mm. should have bet the Bengals. Um, yeah, no. So I mean, if you go down the list with props, I gave you Odell Beckham first touchdown score cash it i gave you uh jesse bates to get an interception cash it i almost gave you the actually i didn't give it i don't know okay i take that back i didn't give it i was sitting at the dining room table and i was like you know what i said i'm gonna make another prop bet i went and looked at first uh or not <coughs> not first i looked at anytime interception what's his name jermaine pratt the linebacker for the Bengals. I'm like, all right, I'm betting him to uh, get an interception. Don't remember what it paid, but it was like 20 to 1 or something. It was very good odds. Well, the Rams bobble the uh, the hold on the extra point after the touchdown. Kicker gets up, just fucking launches it like Stevie Wonder. And who's sitting there? Jermaine Pratt. I see it, and like I just see 57. I didn't even see his name. My soul jumped out of my body. I said, holy fuck. Like, I had already hit so many props at this point that I was like, this is incredible. Like, this is the best night ever. Like, come to find out, obviously, it's not an interception. Should have been. A pass was thrown. The ball was what? What do you call it? Intercepted. Exactly. The ball was intercepted by, by Jermaine Pratt. You should have paid me. Needless to say, it was worth the price of admission. That was electric. Just the... uh. Nick's running over. He's like, I think you got it. My dad's <laughs> sprinting in from the kitchen to tell me that I don't. Um, but needless to say, it was awesome. Um, what else? We didn't hit on Joe Mixon's over receiving yards. I felt very good about that. How many catches did he have? He had five for one yard. <laughs> yeah, and they were like, they tried to go to him a few more yeah. times. They uh, were trying man. to, but Joe Mixon didn't want to do it. Um, what else did we have? I... You ended up getting your interception prop, though. No, yeah, Jesse right? Bates. Okay, yeah. Jesse Bates. That's why I saw, I saw, and that's why I'm looking at it. I, I think I took Ramsey on the Rams, and then, but it's like the safeties are the best bet. The safeties are the one back there. Like, you can obviously corners get picks. Like, there's plenty of opportunities. We saw Eli Apple with an opportunity in the conference championship, and then we saw Jalen Ramsey should have had one as well. But it's like the safeties get more interceptions than the corners. The corners are playing coverage, and the safeties are able back there playing center field, essentially. So, But, yeah, no, uh, Matt Stafford threw his usual fucking lollipop ball to the back of the end zone, and Jesse Bates. I just saw – I just I was just screaming. I was like, please. I was like, Jesse Bates, Jesse Bates. Like, I couldn't tell if he had it or not. I, like, I didn't know if it was him. And then I see the number. I'm like, dude, this is fucking wild. It was the most profitable Super Bowl I've ever had, far and away. So – uh, the the cherry on top would have been if Burrow could have won. 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I, I don't I don't feel like it's debatable that the referees botched the ending of that game. It was terrible. Mm-hmm. It, it it immediately brought me back to 2018 in the NFC Championship game in the Superdome. That, those calls you can't make those calls. The one the the most egregious was on Logan Wilson covering Cooper Cup. Perfect coverage, the best coverage anybody's played on him in the entire playoffs, possibly all year. And you throw a flag. And but what bugs me the most is that not only did you throw a flag, every single referee immediately threw their flag at the same time. But at any angle, there's not a penalty. How did they all say, yep? You know what I mean? Yeah. Not a single angle that you find. Does he grab the jersey? You can't say, oh, he can't make contact with him. Nobody will ever be able to guard him, let alone a linebacker. So the fact that you can't show me a single angle where he grabs, but at the exact same time, almost like it was planned, they immediately all throw their flags. It doesn't make sense. It makes perfect sense, actually, but it's bullshit. You want people to bet on these games. There's, there's, no, uh, there's no integrity. And then the, the, the you can go ahead and break down the Von Bell hit. Yeah. Was that was fucking play. crazy. Dude, I don't get it. I don't. I mean, I get it because I've seen it so many different times. But it's like, what did they call it after the whistle, or like yeah, a they dead ball? It dead ball, unnecessary roughness. He didn't like, even hit the ground. Fucker was coming down with the football in the end zone. Like it wasn't after the play. I don't know. That. <laughs> and then the they it was three plays in a row. The third one was definitely a hold, but. It's like um, well, no, that was on the same play, or no, the, yeah, that was the same play, I think. Well, the the Rams were called for an offensive holding. Yeah, that, but it was on the same play. I think it negated. Yeah, but the next play there was another defensive hold. So it was like three plays. Oh, you're right. Three free yeah. plays for the Rams in a row. It's like yeah, and and on that play, clearly the left and right tackle move before the ball is snapped. Oh yeah, it's not even close. I saw it live. And was like, we'd been drinking all fucking night. And I'm like, in my head, I didn't say anything, but I'm like, in my head, I'm like, that didn't look right. But I'm like, maybe I'm just drunk. So I didn't say anything. But it's like, and that's where it's hard not to be like, so so you call the game the same way the whole time. So everybody wants to say, well, okay, he pulled Ramsey's face mask. Okay, well, Ramsey pulled Higgins' jersey on the first time down when Higgins nearly had the touchdown in yeah. the first First drive, I think. So there you go. Tomatoes, tomatoes, fucking cancel it out. Yeah, but that, and those aren't blatant missed calls. Yeah. Like, that's hard to see in real time that he barely, great, he barely gets a hold of his face mask. Yeah. It's like, you can't. I couldn't tell, right? Right. Watching it live. During the play, we yeah. didn't see that. We no. Did, it was on the replay, you can see it, but on these other calls, it's like, make it make sense. Yeah, no. At the most critical point, so so you you swallowed the whistle all game. You set the precedent that we're playing this way, and then at the most critical point for the Rams, make or break, now it's whistle, 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 Super Bowl. We should we got robbed of like a fourth and eight to win the Super Bowl. Fourth and eight, right? Go get it or stop them. Whoever gets it wins. We got robbed of that. I think you said it because they couldn't. You can't blow the whistle on fourth down you can't throw that flag on fourth down you got to throw it on third down because third down it's like well they still had a chance to stop them yeah you do it on fourth down well then you just handed it to them that's what they did they handed it to them just like they did in 2018 
They handed it to him. So hopefully now we can be done with this. We can, the Rams got it. Nobody, still nobody gives a fuck. The Super Bowl parade was disgusting. There's more people out there at the fucking Metairie parade. The fans don't care, but you gave it to them. Job well done. Now we can move on. We can get back to actually playing fucking football and stop having the referees influence the end of these games and trying to hand the team something. They got it. So let's move forward. Let's be done with it. I'm so, I'm, that's why I was so mad. I was so mad because it was exactly what they did in 2018. Yeah. I love when people fucking sit there with a straight face and try to tell me, well, the Saints got the ball first in overtime. I don't give a fuck. The Saints did enough to win that game in regulation. It should have been first and 10, reverse and goal. You, you run the ball, run the ball, run the ball. They use their timeouts, field goal, we win. Mathematically, they would have had no chance. So, no, I won't ever get over it. Um, I, I still want my refund. Bill Vinovich, Todd Prukop, Gary Cavalletto, Pat Turner, every single one of y'all, somebody's going to talk one day. I'm already, I'm already, I'm, I'm in Gary Cavalletto's wife's DMs on Facebook. I'm going to get answers. I'm going to get answers. She's a, she's a biologist in Michigan, Lake Michigan. She does, she has a lot of dealings in Lake Michigan. I'll be vacationing in Lake Michigan in the coming years. I think I'm kidding. One day. I think Lake Michigan's polluted. Yeah, well, that's why she's up there trying to trying to help it. Well, the, the NFL's polluted. So I'm going to get answers one day. Y'all think I'm kidding. What's his name? Bill Vinovich's son, William Vinovich Jr. Doesn't want to respond. Block me on Facebook. I hate NFL. I'm going to USFL. Did he really block you? Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> Y'all think I'm kidding. Like, this is... This is there, there will be answers. Answers will be had. I'll go to I'll go to jail because I'm gonna have I'm gonna have I'm, it like off of Batman with the Joker and he's giving the broadcast to the city and he's got the fake Batman and he's like he's interrogating him. That's gonna be me. I'm gonna be ripping duct tape off of his face, smacking him around, and I'm incriminating myself. But that's okay. Well, somebody has to pay. I'll yeah. make them pay. Yeah, I want my eleven hundred dollars back. You fucks. Somebody's gonna pay. I'm not going to do anything to Gary Cavalletto's wife. Just want to ask her some questions about Lake Michigan. Um, but yeah, no, you think I'm kidding? I, I, I wouldn't say it if I was joking. I, I'm, I'm dead serious. One day, one day, answers will be given. Um, but yeah, regardless. So we close out another NFL season, year three. Right? Yeah. Um. All right. So we'll go top to bottom. Like I said, I went one and one. Bengals were my lock. So I went 69, 63, and one, 14 and eight for my locks of the week. I'll take that every day of the week. I'll take that every day. It's kind of the antithesis of what I did in college. Not a good year in college, right there, um, almost equally below 500 as I am above 500 in the NFL. But I mean, who's keeping track of the 20 unit fucking final play that I had in the national championship. I am. Um, but yeah, I'll take that in the NFL. We hit on the Super Bowl, hit on a shitload of props. Profitable year in the uh, NFL. So you hit on the Bengals. So that brings you to 46, 60 and one and five, 16 and one in your locks of the week. Safe to say far and away your worst year on the podcast this thus far. Um, but again, so you, it, we all kind of like evened out, I guess. 
Well, with the exception of Justin's NFL record, but we'll get to that. Um, you did pretty bad in the NFL, but you did almost equally, like, same thing, antithesis. You did just as good in college, you know? Yeah. So it evened out there. Um, you rode with Tom Brady too much. Um, I mean, yeah, what? so so we're serious. They were damn good against the spread. <laughs> Not week one. Um yeah, I got, I get, I hate the NFL. Like, I, I have a real hatred for that. For like, after the Super Bowl, I woke up, and I'm like, don't even care as much as I used to ever since the no call. But it's like, dude, just woke up being like, did that game really end like that? That makes you just sick. No, and and nobody's talking about it. That's yeah, that's so a, crazy. Well, Tony Dungy tweeted about it. No, yeah, a couple people on Twitter, but like, yes, I fuck. I'm so tired of ESPN. And I don't even watch Fox. I just see clips. I hate Skip Bayless. I hate fucking Shannon Sharp. All of them. They're so fucking corny and just saying shit to get reactions. But that's honestly, if I'm a Bengals fan, I'm like disgusted that it ended that way. Oh, yeah. And it's not even getting talked about. And it's so similar to 2018. Nobody gave a fuck except for us. Oh, and we're... The parade where everybody's dressed up as blind refs and we're boycotting the Super Bowl. Like at the end of the day, nobody cared. It didn't make anything better. So no, they changed the rule for one year. Yeah, and then don't even enforce <laughs> it for that one year. Just to say, here you go, shut up. Like it was it's so disappointing. Nobody cares. They just they 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 rob you right in front of you. They they make you watch as they fuck you, basically. And we just don't know what we don't do anything about it. But I mean, we you can clearly see what it is. Just most people don't have a vested interest, so they don't care. Yeah. So, but so real, real in all seriousness, what do you feel like was your downfall this year, or what do you feel like? What approach did you take that, or do you just feel like it just didn't bounce your way? Like I'm gonna be honest, in college basketball, I just feel like the ball's not bouncing my way. There's bad picks in there, but. I feel like there's a lot of games where it's like it was right there. I could have covered, and the ball just didn't bounce my way. Um, I don't know, dude. Last year I was sixty-one percent in the NFL. No, I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, probably what close to the same amount of games I've had a hundred, hundred seven bets. But the the biggest thing that so forty-six and sixty and one. The biggest thing is the bit the locks. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like that took just. I mean, you don't go five and sixteen without not without having bad luck. Yeah, no, a hundred percent. Anybody who says that there's no luck involved in this, you don't know what you're talking about. There is a thousand percent luck. You can make a good pick and get screwed. You can make a bad pick and get lucky. Yeah, the, it's not the, the whole. The, the NFL is hard. You got to be really like. You got to be sharp, super sharp. You know what I mean? <laughs> like him? <laughs> yeah. Like him. Um, yeah, no, no, I mean. But seriously, like, a lot of games, I feel like a lot of games I bet were close. Um, yeah. And then I just didn't win a lot of, cl- it wasn't like, oh, I got lucky on that one. I didn't really feel like I said that a lot. Yeah. No, I feel like whenever we're, like, really confident on a game, especially anytime we were all three on a game, but, like, that one Buffalo game against the Patriots. I felt very good about that. And I honestly, I think that was an ad for me. You had it originally. I think I added it. But it's like, there's some games where it's just like, this just makes sense. Like, mm-hmm. like this, 
no way. No way. Like, this is a lock. That's when you can call a game a lock. So, yeah, I, I mean, this shit's hard, dude. I Trust me, because I've run all the fucking accounts. People chirp us all the time. Like, Yeah, well, I do remember. So, in the early season, I bet against the Cowboys a lot and the Cardinals a lot. Mm-hmm. They were covering. That's when they were They hot. were proven frauds. Yep. Like, I knew the whole time. Just was on... <laughs> The fucking wrong side of them at the wrong time. Yeah. And then at the end of the year, I feel like I took the Patriots a little bit too much. That probably cost me a a few games, but. Yeah, I feel like, and we're going to get to Justin's record here, but I feel like with my approach, I feel like I took more into account because I feel like we should talk about this shit or else like we're not going to improve, you know, like you should, you should air out like what you feel like you did right and what you feel like you did wrong. I feel like I put more stock into the home team than I normally did. Um, And it's just those like those Thursday night games where it's like a three and a half point spread. And it's like that the team, the team laying three and a half is better, but it's like those fucking games are weird. Like Mm -hmm. shit always seems to happen. I stopped letting like, I stopped like trying to overthink it, I guess. And I was just like, I mean, what are they, what is it, like 70 to 80% of games are decided by four points or less? So the majority of games are close games. You don't think about it until you, like, really look at it. But, yeah, I feel like, I don't know. I just I put more stock into the home team, I think. And um, I don't know. Other than that, I mean, I got lucky on quite a few, I'm sure, along the way. But I'm pleased with the season that I had because typically – um, if I remember correctly, which I don't, we, I mean, obviously we can find all of our records. NFL has been my weakest link of the previous two, three seasons. Yeah. Whereas I think, so year one, we both did very well in college and I think we were right around 50% in the NFL. You might've been more in NFL. Yeah. I was a little bit above. You were above me, but it, you were really close, though, to 50% yes. in the NFL. Yes. And then year two, didn't do as good in college. I think I was one game below because I, I reached in the national championship game, had Bama, and then I took up one side of the point total. I don't remember which. And that loss put me one game below 500. But I think I was around the same in the NFL. I'm not sure. Um. So with this season, I, I dropped a couple games that I felt like I shouldn't have towards the end of the year. So I felt like my record could have been a little bit better. Um, but I'll take, what is it, six games over 500. Locks of the week on college and NFL are both positive, even though I, that that's what fucking bugged me because um, I bet two units on the locks was I dropped like three straight in the playoffs for locks. So that hurt. So, so to still sit at uh, 14 and 8, after dropping the three straight, that could have been a lot different because me and Je- me and Justin were neck and neck and yeah, we were tied for a yeah. while, and then I just dropped it there towards the end. But yeah, so Justin had the Bengals in the over forty eight and a half, so that puts him at sixty one and thirty three, and then seventeen and five in your locks of the week. I mean, what do you have to say for that? Um, yeah, definitely a, a great year and a lot of money was made, but. What I found that I did differently with mm-hmm. college and NFL is NFL, you can't think too far ahead of it. Like mm-hmm. with college, you definitely have to analyze everything, look at who's in, who's out. Mm-hmm. And But with NFL, I'm, you cannot 
overthink it because it is like uh, I think Dabo Sweeney said it. Uh, it's Bama versus Bama every week, yeah. and Bama versus Clemson every single week. So even though the Patriots are playing the Jets and the Patriots are thirteen and a half point favorites, mm-hmm. but the Jets are playing at home. I mean, you have to take that into consideration. So you can't just say like, oh, okay, it's the Patriots or whatever, and they're going to win every game. You know, you can't just take the spread and run with that. Yeah, so. n- yeah, no. I mean, there's not going to be. Like I was saying, I don't know the exact percentage, but I want to say it's 70 to 80% of games are decided by four points or less because, I mean, these are all professionals. You're not going to have those blowouts consistently. Every now and then you can find them when the Bills play the Jags, even though I'm pretty sure the Jags beat the Bills. Like, But that example, um, it's it, the competition is so much closer. Even when there's a shitty team, they're still professionals. So... Um, but yeah, I mean, sixty-one and yeah, thirty. Officiating in the NFL, yep. is the almighty deciding factor. Yeah, of a, against a spread, one holding call could take a touchdown drive yep. into a punt drive. Yep, mm-hmm. it's like, and when the the competition is as close as it is in NFL, that's why when the officiating is bad, it's so annoying. Yeah, you can't afford to have that happen because that. Yeah, I mean, that's the difference right there. And you'll be like. They call that holding, but they don't call this holding? Yeah. It's like, it's so subjective and it's annoying. No, yeah, it's like if that doesn't happen, then a team that's nine and a half point favorites wins by 10, but now they win by three. Yeah. And, and because, yeah, you can't give, you can't give. Or a ticky-tack fucking pass interference. Yeah. Like, you know how many tick, that's the biggest difference I saw in the NFL this year is like, the pass interference they call them. Like, yeah. are you shitting me? That's no. pass interference? I know. I I saw they're doing something. They're partnering with the USFL to uh, test out new, um, like new things with the referees and the officials and all of that. And it's like they got to do something, dude. Got to do something. Just just stop fucking. They need shot collars. Influencing games. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. I mean, sixty-one and thirty-three. That's not like a good year. That's probably you're. There's nobody. I, you'd be hard pressed to find anybody that is actually documenting their games. All of these, you can go back. We're not botching these records. If we were, mine would be better. Nick's would definitely be better. You're not fudging these numbers. You can go back and listen to each episode. Everything's documented. You can go find it all. You're not going to find me anybody with a better record than 61 and 33 and 17 and 5 and locks of the week specifically over the course of an NFL season, somebody that's been keeping track. Cause there's plenty of people on Twitter that are winning 80% of their games. Yeah. Give me a fucking break, dude. Um, everybody thinks that they're sharp until they fucking have to give out picks and you realize that this shit's hard. So that's why I said, whenever sports gambling became online gambling became legal in Louisiana, that's why I equated it to, it's going to be like going to the gym after new year's. Everybody does it. Yep. Everybody starts over. New year, new you. No, you're still going to be fat. You're still going to be lazy. It's a new year. It's just a new day. So you're going to realize that this shit's hard. And if you're not dedicated to doing it, and you're not every fucking day I wake up of my life, the first thing I do is pull up my phone and start looking at spreads. Before bed and right as I wake up every day. If you're not doing that in the long run, not this year, in college basketball, but in the long run, I'm going to have a better record than you because I want it more than you do. We want it more than y'all do. 
And it's not about we're better than y'all because I'm not. Not this year. I fucking suck. But we're putting the time in. So you can take time out of your day to listen and then at least get our opinion. That was the main thing of what I said. You don't have to. I'm not telling you to listen to everything that we say and, and follow everything that we say. But I'm telling you to hear at least our opinion and not just ours. Go listen to other people's. I listen to multiple people's opinions. So if you're if you think that you're too smart to listen and hear what somebody else has to say, I mean, then you're the guy on Twitter lying about his record. So but all in all, I would say another another successful NFL season in the books. Um I don't know what all of our combined records averages out to. I think it was like fifty three, fifty four percent, something in that range. Um but yeah, I mean you had a rough NFL year, but you had the best college year. So at least you have that, you know, yeah. even doubt money wise. It's been proven that if you, if you, I mean, let's be honest, if you want to be crazy and bet every single game, then you've made money. You made a substantial amount of money listening to this podcast. Oh yeah. So, I mean, from year one, you got Burrow winning the Heisman, LSU winning the national championship. <laughs> We're undefeated. Well, me and Nick are undefeated. Sorry, Justin. But in college football national championships, the biggest bet of my life was placed on Georgia this season. March Madness last year, I gave you a fucking Baylor at great odds. It was like 20 to 1. And then picked them to win the bracket. Made a shitload of money then. Whenever, whenever it comes down to the championships... I've consistently made money every time that we've done this. Even in the NBA championship, I had that futures bet with the Suns. Hedged on the Bucks, Made a quick $500. Didn't even have to watch. Um, but yeah, like I said, I'm not, I'm not asking anybody to take every bet that we have. And if you message me about a losing pick, you can go fuck yourself. Because I lost too. I care about my money more than I care about your money. So when you text me or message me and say, oh man... I took that pick. It lost. Yeah, I know it fucking lost. I was watching the game, <laughs> you dumb moron. <laughs> you the should have been smart thing, enough not to listen to me. The biggest thing, dude, is if you want to get into sports betting, you better be disciplined. Mm-hmm. Like, and you better be okay with losing. Yeah, if you're new, you're gonna learn. You're gonna have to learn the hard way, like I did. I learned the hard way with everything that has to do with gambling. <laughs> I've made every mistake you can make. And I see you people do it all the time, and I'm begging them. I'm like, bro, <laughs> you don't even understand how many times I've been in your seat. Like, yeah. That's why, you, that's why I feel confident. Even with, even with the uh, equating it to college basketball, because it's been the worst year I've had ever, even with that, I still feel confident giving these games out. Yeah. Like, I've, back's against the wall, you got to stand tall. So... I mean, it is what it is. But, yeah, no, I mean, there's... You got to track your picks, too. That's the biggest thing. A yes. lot of people... Because you're going to lie to yourself. Oh, I won well, most of the yes. time. Do you? Well, you need a track to know exactly how much you've won. That's... Winning. The pressure's fucking on, dude. I'm out here giving out picks, and I'm like, God damn it. Fucking giving out TikToks and shit. Dude, comments. I had to take Purdue over Wisconsin. Purdue fucking <laughs> goddamn sucks. Guy just says, Wisconsin's better. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Like, <laughs> yeah. Your mother bet on Purdue. Um, but yeah, dude. It, but whenever you listen and you get a pick from the podcast and you hit, crickets. show us some love. Crickets, dude. Nobody. And that's fine. I, You should. 
You should tweet it out and say thank you, but I don't need you to because we're still going to come back and we're still going to give it to you again. But yeah, don't don't fucking chirp me when I give you a bad pick. But when I tell you to bet your fucking life savings on Georgia and I nearly hit the score on the nose and say that they're going to close out the game with a pick six, motherfucker, give me my flowers. But all right, well, we're going to transition to uh, March. March is here. March Madness is on the horizon. We're going to put on our college basketball caps. Mine's got fucking holes in it. It's got cigarette burns on it. Um, it's dirty. I feel fucking homeless. Um, it's a terrible, 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 terrible college basketball season for me. But I tell, and that's another thing. If I tell you don't listen to me and you listen to me, you're the idiot. Every time I give out picks, I say, if I'm the only one giving out picks, I was like, well, now y'all are in a fucking mental pretzel because if you're looking for picks, you're look. The only person giving them to you is the wrong guy to listen to. I I preface everything with "Don't listen to me. I know nothing." So, if you listen to me, that's on you. And then if I get hot, you're an idiot for not listening. Um, but yeah. So all right, like I said, March Madness is March is here. The madness hasn't happened yet, but it's about to. Let's break down, and y'all can add. In questions, if you have them, um, give me three teams, number one, two, and three, in order. Your favorite team to win, your second favorite team, third favorite team to win it all. Um, covering my answer so y'all can't see them. And then give me, of the top 20 ranked teams right now, give me two teams that can be gone in the first weekend, first or second round. I am I'll give you my first team that I think can win it right off the bat. And it's like I hate doing this because we're all in the goddamn bracket challenge. Um But I mean it is what it is. This is this is what we do, I guess. Um All right, off the bat, and this one might be Nick's. Um So the first team I ever gave out Put a futures bet on them right from the get-go. I think it was 14, 15 to 1 odds was Purdue. Purdue has everything you need to make a run in March. They've got the dominant big man in Zach Eady, seven foot four. You really can't stop him, even though I've never seen somebody miss dunks at seven foot four more than this asshole. <laughs> and it like goes halfway. It's happened so many times. I'm like, how? How? But so the thing that I like so much about them is that when you take Zach Eady off the floor, or if he gets in foul trouble, or if he just needs a breather, then you bring on Travion Williams, who's almost just as good, but completely different style. Zach Eady's big, dominant. You can't do anything just because you're not tall enough, whereas Travion Williams is finesse, back you down, hit you with the dream shake, can go over left shoulder, right shoulder, all of that. Um, both of them can hit free throws a little bit. Then you've got, Sasha Stefanovic, who is a fucking flamethrower, dude can has one of the quickest jump shots in college basketball, can get it off in the blink of an eye, and, I mean, is deadly from three. Then the X factor for Purdue, probably going to be a lottery pick, Jaden Ivey, who <clears throat> has these games where I think he, like, I, I think he drinks before some of these games, and he... I mean, literally, I don't, I don't know. I don't have any other uh, excuse 
some of the turnovers he makes are fucking horrendous. Um, it's becoming apparent that he's turning into a liability at the free throw line. They just played Wisconsin last night. They lose by three. Jaden Ivey was three of nine from the free throw line, but he was eight of 15 from the floor, three of seven from deep. But he gave you 22 points, five assists, five rebounds. Uh, Zach Eady gave you 17 points, nine rebounds. Stefanovic gave you 11, three of seven from deep. They just weren't hitting from deep. Um, <clears throat> Jaden Ivey's one of those guys that can take over the tournament. I've gone on record saying it year in and year out. The tournament is about guard play. Who has the best guards? We saw it last year with Baylor, Davion Mitchell, Jared Butler, Macy Oteague. And then defense. That's where Purdue worries me. Purdue is not my number one pick to win currently. If I had to give you one, two, and three, they're number two currently. Um, They are not good on the defensive side of the of the floor. Uh, it's borderline. It's a liability. So that worries me. Um, they are subject to fall further down my list. Currently, I will keep them at number two just because, I, I mean, they have everything you need with the exception of, I mean, they can lock in and play. They played good defense on Johnny Davis last night. So offensive rebounding is an issue. But my number one team is Arizona. Arizona has everything top to bottom that you need to win the national championship. They have size, multiple guys that are huge. Um, and then the guard play is fantastic. They've got a lottery pick in, um, what's his name, Matherin? Yeah, Benedict Matherin. Yeah, they've got so many foreign guys. Jesus Christ. We're, we're crying for diversity. You got it in Arizona. So, I mean, if they have a narrative... I mean, if they, who do they want to win? They want all the foreign guys to win. Yeah. But no, in all seriousness, top to bottom, they are studs. Um, they play good defense, but they play a very, a very attractive style of basketball. They run and they shoot a lot. They can jump out the gym. They've got the foreign, the white point guard who's kissing, kissing the logo at midcourt after he hits a three. Like, they're my number one pick right now. So, go around the table. Who is your? Yeah, name? that's mine. And the first time I saw them play this season, I bet on doing the national championship mm-hmm. at seventeen to one. Just like what I did with Purdue. It was like I was watching them play. I'm like, when they the biggest thing that's gonna that could hurt them is sometimes they'll have games where they where they miss mm-hmm. a lot. And when a, a team like that, they shoot, they push the pace so much that like they're getting a lot of bad misses. It results in the, their opponents being able to run in transition. Yep. And sometimes they'll get behind a little bit. Yeah, if you get those long rebounds. So, I mean, that's break. what's ha- pretty much happened in the games that they've lost this year. But, yeah, um, yeah that's the biggest thing. Kiss- Kirk Kisper or something like that's his name, the white guy, the point guard. Kirk, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes. And the way he's foreign is like his first name's on his jersey. Yeah, he's, pulling, like, he's pulling an Asian thing. Yeah. <laughs> like like Yao Ming is really Ming Yao. Yeah, um. Creasa. When he Kirk Creasa. Yeah, Kirk Creasa. He when he's on fire, then they He just gave you eighteen last night. But when he's not is when they lose, you know what I mean? Yeah. He gave you eighteen, Matherin gave you nineteen. We were both on Arizona last night. They they killed USC by twenty. Yeah. Um Yeah, no, I mean the, you you called Arizona before I did. They had been on my radar. Um but yeah, I don't I don't I don't see how you go with a different team currently. Um, 
which granted, there's plenty of teams that can win it. I have my third team I'll get to in a second. But so, Justin, who is your number one team? My number one team is Kentucky, and it kind of has been for a um, couple weeks now. Okay. But uh, they're a little banged up right now. But whenever they're at full strength, they're so they just got healthy just yeah. now. But yes, they have been banged up. But. Yeah, their two guards are uh, really good, mm-hmm. super quick, uh, really savvy on defense too. But um, yeah, they're they're super fun to watch. Oh yeah, no yeah. So I so I have a fourth team with an asterisk by it, and it is Kentucky. So. Kentucky uh, starting point guard, which I guess they you could either one tomatoes tomatoes you got you got Ty Ty Washington or Severe Wheeler, they play the one and the two. Um, I guess Severe Wheeler is probably their true point guard. They've both been hurt, but they both they I mean, but Kentucky's still been winning games. So with the absence of their two starting guards, star players, Severe Wheeler, the Georgia transfer, Ty Ty Washington's a true freshman. It'll be a lottery pick. They're both healthy now, but that. X factor on this team is Oscar Shibway. What he's been able to do down low, the transfer from West Virginia, I don't know how Bob Huggins let him go. He didn't want him to play the style of play that he's playing now, didn't give him enough freedom offensively. The dude can knock down a mid-range jump shot consistently as shit. So if you have to go out there to guard him, I mean, it's over because he's the best rebounder in the country and it's not even close. It's incredible how good of a rebounder he is. And rebounding is 75% effort. Like, I would say, yeah, there's effort, there's skill, and then there's luck involved in rebound. You have got to, you got to get a good bounce in there. But it's like... Yeah, he's just always in fuck. position. Yeah, he's like, always in good position. He's outworking everybody, and the ball seems to... A little bit of luck in there. It seems to bounce in a favorable spot for him. But... It's, it's incredible. He, I mean, he's goddamn... I think he's averaging like 15 rebounds a game. Yeah, there was a game the other night where he had 19 rebounds and 10 offensive rebounds. Yeah. And you, if you've never played basketball before, you don't know how hard it is to get one offensive rebound. Yeah. And he got 10 of them. You might get one, and it's lucky because it barely grazed the rim, and it bounced way to the left, and you just happen to be standing over there. But to be in the middle of the paint, out jumping everybody, he's so good at tipping the ball to himself mm-hmm. multiple times. Like, So the thing with the tournament, we saw it last year. There were so many unders in the tournament because Auburn's a perfect example. Auburn fucking sucks on the road. We're about to find out tonight. Are you on? You're on Auburn, right? Or is that me under. and you? Both no, I'm you. on some shit. No, you're on Auburn. I am on Auburn. Yeah, yes. minus three. Yeah, Auburn's terrible on the road, and we're about to find out tonight if that's if that trend continues. Um, the tournament is nothing but road games. You're not going to have a true home court advantage, no matter how many of your fans come out. It's not your it's not your basket that you're used to shooting on. So if you're not good on the road, you're going to struggle in the tournament. You have to be good defensively and you have to be a good rebounding team. That's why Kentucky's up in that conversation for me. I'm borderline. I've got the futures bet on Purdue, but I'm I'm close to booting Purdue out because they're so fucking horrendous on the defensive side of the ball. But you have to be. That's why Baylor far and away was my number one pick last year, because they had guys, top to bottom, one through five, could score the ball. They had Meyer, the, arguably like their X factor, coming off the bench, who's like one of their best players this year, which they're not as good as they were last year, but they're still like number three. Mm-hmm. That uh, So we'll get to that in a little bit. But um, the reason why I picked Baylor was because they fucking locked up. They had guys that could score, but they were so good defensively. Like Gonzaga had all those guys that could score, but they weren't that good defensively. So when you find yourself in the tournament – 
you have to be able to guard the other team and manufacture baskets. Good defense translates to fast breaks, translates to easy baskets. That's what you need in the tournament. If you're just relying on outside shooting, like if you don't have Steph Curry taking over, it's not sustainable. So if you're picking a team to win the tournament, pick a team that's good on defense. They have guys that can score, but find the team that plays good defense. Kentucky plays good defense. So I, I, I like the Kentucky pick. Um, like I said, Sheboy, they've got all those guys. They've got all those athletes too. Obi Toppin's brother. Mm-hmm. That dude can jump out the fucking gym. They've got so many different guys that they can bring off the bench that have like 45-inch verticals. So you got Davion Mintz, um, a veteran guard. He's been with Kentucky for quite a while. Can kind of calm everything down. Seems to always hit a big shot when he needs it. I like the Kentucky pick. Um, all right, what? who's your number two? Um, I like Kentucky as well, but... Um I don't know, since we just talked about Kentucky. It's like the, there's a few teams oh, I see there's like to me they're just overrated. Yeah. Ranked in the well top we're gonna 10. get to that. Like, we're gonna get to that. But give me your give me your second pick to win it all. If it's Kentucky, give me your third pick. Um if there's like any team that I feel is a bit underrated in the top twenty five right now, I think it's UCLA. Okay, see I'm not on that. And I- um I could be. I know they've been playing well, and they've been playing well without Juzang. Yeah, they've been banged up too. They and play then, good defense. They play Mick Cronin style of Cincinnati defense. Um, that one dude you've been fucking talking about all year that they hadn't had for a while. Who was it? Cody Riley. Yes, he's been an fu- X factor, dude. <laughs> you've been he preaching really about is, him. But I'm a like in the beginning of the year, the big guy they have. Um, Miles Johnson, like him. he's grown though. Has he? I played, haven't been paying attention to he's him. He's so. playing a lot better now, and it's to the point where they 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 can bring Riley off the bench as a six man. So it's yeah. like, but you look at the players they have. I mean, dude, they have a lot of guys that can score. Yeah, yeah. With Tiger Campbell, with um, Juzang. Jules Bernard, Juzang's obviously the best scorer on their team. Jaime Hawkes. Yeah. So yeah. I think. Just judging the games that they played against Arizona, they beat Arizona pretty handily mm-hmm. in the first game. And then in the second game, it was a game where I thought Arizona would um, pull away a little bit earlier, but UCLA hung in there for a while. Yeah. Just looking at top to bottom, the team that they've played, and then lately they've been kind of banged up, but they've still been winning. Yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't sleep on them. See, and they're they're like they're one of those teams that came, came out of nowhere last year, and they've done a very good job. And that just goes to show you Mick Cronin's a good coach. It wasn't just a Cinderella story last year. Like, they're a good team. They're a top team in the country. They were able to um, take their success from last season and run it over into this year. They had a lot of players come back, whereas, like, if you look at Oregon State, Oregon State went on that run of the Sweet 16. They fucking suck. They might be the worst <laughs> yeah. team in Division One. So it's like that could have been UCLA. UCLA was what? Were they a 12 seed or 11? Yeah. So, they had a play in the – they had to beat That's Michigan right. State right. in the That's first right. four. So, yeah, they could have very easily been what Oregon State was or or is now. Like, they went on that magical run, and then it could have just been a one-hit And one then they were wonder. so close to, yeah. I mean, fucking what's his name? Shoots it from Jalen Suggs, half-court half court. shot. If, they if UCLA would have won that, I would have won the bracket challenge without even needing to go to the final game. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I, it took a half-court shot from Jalen Suggs with no fans in the building to, to eliminate UCLA. But... Yeah, I'm I'm not I was on UCLA in the beginning, like betting on them a good bit. 
didn't like what I saw, hopped off the wagon, haven't been paying much attention to him. They kind of, I kind of put him in the graveyard. I need to start going back to him, I guess. I'll start paying some more attention. We'll get to see because, in my opinion, they're the two best teams in the Pac-12 for, by Them far. Them Arizona. Yeah. yeah. I mean, USC's okay and Oregon's okay. See, but the Pac-12 doesn't typically represent very well in the tournament. I know, and that's what I was yeah. saying last year. I was like, the Pac-12 is the worst. Yeah, and the they, wor- did, they did and very well. And then they fucking yeah. took the scrubs to the fucking yep. Yep. Sweet 16 and everything else. It's like. But yeah, I think that though that's if they're like Arizona, if they're like a three or four mm-hmm. seed, then that's a team to watch out. I think that yeah, they I, could upset somebody and get to the final four. I should have. When well, you said Arizona, you mean UCLA? I mean, yeah, yeah UCLA. Yeah. Okay, uh, I should have prefaced this before we started talking that all of this is subject to change. It all depends. This is just where we feel now. We have to see what the brackets look like because all of that matters. So, who's in whose quadrant? Who do they have to run into in the Sweet 16, Elite 8 to get to the Final Four? All of that matters. All of that could be subject to change on these decisions. Um, So take all of this with a grain of salt. We still have to see when Selection Sunday rolls around. That's going to really be the episode where we really lock in what we're thinking. Um, But all right, Justin, who is your second pick to win it all? Uh, My second one was Arizona. So I'm going to my third. And it's a tie between two teams. And it's uh, Gonzaga and Villanova. Okay. Interesting. Uh, yeah, I like both of those teams. See, okay, so you, if you haven't already done it, should go place a futures bet on Villanova then because they're extremely undervalued. Maybe not extremely, but they're like 23-1 to 1 right now. Jay Wright's a good coach. Jay Wright gets Villanova going in March every year. He's kind of like Izzo. Izzo's a hard out in, in, uh, in March. Same with Jay Wright. Villanova, dude, Gillespie, like, Throws me for a loop because he, when he's on, he's so good. He's just like fucking Archie Diacono when they won that year. Like, he's like a clone. And they have all of these, like, quality, like, 6'6 to 6'8 size guys. They got multiple Samuels. Um, They got the dude Slater. They got Justin something with the blonde hair. Um, But they don't have, like, that dominant big, which Dixon looked pretty solid last night. In a battle with um, uh, Providence's big, Nate Watson. So, value-wise, I think Villanova's a good pick. But Villanova's one of those, like, you could they could very easily make a run and fuck up somebody's march, or they could be out in the second weekend, and you're like, mm-hmm. that's, yeah. But so but for odds-wise, 23-1, to 1, I think that's a good bet. Um, And then Gonzaga, yeah. I, I, every single year I say the same thing with Gonzaga. Gonzaga plays the fucking weakest, by far weakest schedule all year. They coast to the number one outright overall seed. They get the they get the easiest quadrant, the easiest road by ranking, I guess, um, to the tournament. And then they choke it every time. So I wouldn't even say they choked it this year. Uh, they tried to against UCLA and then just got fucking curb stomped in the final against a much better team. Baylor was far and away the best team. Um Obviously, I'm biased there, but we all saw it. But it is, it's so, it's hard. Like, every year when we're making these brackets, I feel like we always seem to have a Gonzaga bracket. Yeah, I feel like they were they were better last year, though. It's like, I do. I, I agree. But so Holmgren's been playing a lot better lately. He's kind of coming into his own a little bit. Grant, I don't watch Gonzaga a lot. You got to stay up late. Because, yeah. <laughs> well, they don't play anybody I care about. Like No, that's you know the what thing. I mean? So yeah. it's like if it's. 
That's the biggest the thing. The closest games their spread is is 10 points, and it's yeah, St. Mary's. Mary's who upset them. Yeah, St. Mary's or San Francisco. Or yeah, and, and like I honestly feel like that does them more more good than bad. Um, but that's the thing. They're not battle-tested. That's what I say about all these teams. You look at the Big 12, the Big 10, the ACC, even the SEC now, these teams fucking battle every single night. Right now you got Xavier playing St. John's out in the Big East. That's another one. Every night. Georgetown, Seton Hall. Georgetown's fucking horrendous in conference play. They're down seven right now late into the second half, which is important for Justin because he's got them. But, I mean, you got Rutgers in Indiana. Like, that's a battle. Gonzaga just has cakewalk games. They play San Francisco. They play Pepperdine. Like, you got Auburn going up against Mississippi State. LSU versus Arkansas. UConn versus Creighton. Marquette versus DePaul's a battle. Like, they're not battle-tested, so... You find out a lot about yourself as a team. When you find yourself late game, fuck, we're down three, a minute left. Gonzaga's not ever in that position, ever, 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 maybe once all year. And that matters. So I feel like that matters way more than people give them credit for. There's a reason they've gotten there year after year and they haven't won. So it'll be interesting to see. Like, let's look at... um. One year, they're going to get it. Don't get me wrong. You can't fucking get the number one outright overall seat every single year and not get it. Or else it's time to start looking at Mark Few. Getting those damn DUIs. Maybe he's drinking at practice, too. Like, Yeah, I mean, you gotta... They should be doing a sobriety test. Mm-hmm. COVID test, swab the nose, and then breathe into this. But Mark. I'm in the latest one... Gonzaga's the number one seed. Yeah, they stayed number one because because one through six lost. I think Arizona um, stayed at number two. Mm-hmm. So or, right or now the bracketology has Purdue in their bracket as a two seed, three seed Texas Tech. See, that's tough. See, this is the toughest one to me. This is one of the toughest because uh, Texas Tech's underrated. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like this is one of the, in my opinion, this is the. And then squadron. LSU's in this. Yep. Um, they don't want to play LSU. The five Nobody. is Houston. It's like Jesus six is Christ. LSU. Seven's Marquette. It's like Jesus. That if that's the way it ends up, then it's the hardest. Like yes. la- last year, they had an easy cakewalk to the Final Four. Basically, Marquette's got guys that can score the basketball. Yeah, they that's a Big East fucking team. They play defense. Like that's a hard out. That's a team. LSU is not a team that anybody wants to play. So this year, I feel like there is way more. It's open. Oh, it's going to be way great. more than normal. It's going to be an incredible tournament. Last year, you knew one and two Gonzaga Baylor, best two teams. Mm-hmm. There's normally always that consensus, like, okay, well, this is the team that's supposed to win it, and if they don't, it's March. This year, it's like, who the fuck knows? Like, there, it's going to be awesome in terms of like there's going to be upsets there's going to be it's going to be so tough to pick this fucking tournament but we're going to see what we can do um but all right i'll give you my third team and i've been i've been down on them all year but the god dude they're fucking good duke duke they're not they're not for some reason have like flown under the radar duke has everything you need to win yeah, that is another team. Like, if I were to replace one, like, Kentucky. Like, Purdue's about to get the boot, and I'm about to put Duke in. Yeah. Because, one, just from fucking top down, it's Coach K's last year. Coach K ain't coaching that much. It, it's it's uh, John Shire is calling mm-hmm. these shots. Um, But it's Coach K's last year. You've got – then you look at players. Paulo Banchero, 
definite lottery pick, top three pick. Point guard, very underrated Trevor Keels is damn good. But the fucking X factor, actually there's two. Griffin, who's a fucking flamethrower from three. (laughs) Yeah. But Mark Williams. Uh Mark Williams is fucking dominant, dude. Oh, yeah. At center. Uh Uh-huh. And that's what I'm saying. You have to be able to play defense, which they play great defense, and you have to be able to rebound the basketball. He, that dude, is probably right behind Oscar Shibwe as the most dominant big man in college basketball. Like, he does not get the credit that he deserves. Um, but I mean, they, let's just look at what they played Duke. Um, do I mean, sorry, Duke played Pitt. I bet on Pitt like a fucking chump. Um, Trevor Keels, 27 points, 10 of 15 from the field, five of eight from the three point line. Banchero, 21 points, seven of 10 from the field, three for three from the three point line. AJ Griffin, 12 points, only shot seven times. Then you got Wendell Moore. 13 points. Like, the more I look at them, the more I like them. Like, really. I don't know. I don't know why Williams only shot four times, had two rebounds, only played 21 minutes, but only had one foul. I guess they said, fuck them, we don't need them because we're killing them. But this team is deep, dude. Really deep. So, Duke is a team that should be on your radar. They play very good defense. And, dude, Griffin just, like, he's got the ugliest shot in the world, but it fucking, it barely touches the goddamn yeah, net. Yeah, when he's shooting it, I'm like, that's, that's cash. We had the Duke <laughs> over on the live stream. He was a very large part of why that hit. But they just have, like, Wendell Moore's been there for quite a while. So they've got the veteran guys. But Keels is, I mean, if Keels is giving you 27, they're going to blow out anybody. Really, like... Yeah, and that's the one thing that worries. Like we talk about experience, that's the biggest thing that worries me with Arizona. Is they yeah they weren't eligible for yeah. the tournament last year, so none of their guys have any tournament experience. And that does matter because when you get it's an environment that you can't replicate. It's like it's like when people are trying to practice for an NFL game. Like you can't you can't replicate the speed, so you can't replicate that that environment of being in the tournament, especially when when you've never been there before. I mean, some people are made for it. It breaks some people, though. So, yeah, I don't know. I think Duke is a team that very much so needs to be on everyone's radar. Did you give your three? Yeah. What'd you say? Arizona, um, Kentucky was in there, and then who was the third? UCLA. UCLA. And then you had Arizona, Kentucky, um, and then Zaga tied with... Uh, Nova. Nova. Yeah, I like... See... I feel like there's going to be a lot of consistent ones, but I like I like the Nova pick. Just value. You got to look for those teams that can win it, and then like Baylor had good odds. Dude, Baylor was very underrated throughout the season last year. You got to look for those teams that are going to, because it's never. It really in years past, it has not been the one seed. So look past the one seed. Yeah. It, they're the one seed. Do don't get me wrong. Baylor was, was a it, one seed. Yes. No. Two seed. Okay. Um, Gonzaga was a one seed. UCLA was a twelve seed, and Houston was a four or five. No, maybe three. Yeah, maybe three, maybe even a two. Yeah, I think they were a two. Maybe a two, because uh, they had to get past Rutgers, and that was a fucking incredible game. That game was so good. Um, but yeah, no, I th- I want to say like the last four years, a one seed ha- didn't win, win at all. Yeah, so. Could be due, but... Um, and that's a big thing this year is I feel like those seeds, 
whoever they're still very much up for grabs. Like yeah, definitely the one seeds this year, especially with them all losing. That's why people were mad. Duke was at seven, I think, and uh, one through six loses. They're like, put Duke at number one for Coach K, like with his last week and blah blah blah. Like so, Duke's at four now. Um, but yeah, no, I mean you got Kansas floating around out there. Can't great defensive team. Abaji could take over the tournament. It, so let's look at um. All right, one through twenty. Give me, and I think it's looking like old. Uh, it's looking like. Let me see. Did they cover? I think they had to have covered. They didn't cover. Yeah, St. John's blew out Xavier. Let's go. I needed it and I deserved it. Um. All right, so I'm gonna pull up the college basketball rankings. And we're going top 20. I mean, we can go top 25, I guess, if y'all want. Um, I don't think this has been updated. No, maybe it has. So Arizona stayed at two. Baylor stayed at three. Um, I guess. I don't, I don't know if that's been updated. Yeah, it looks like it has because they got Duke at four. Um, all right, one through 25. Give me two teams that can lose. Day one, day two, first and second round. Or not day one, day two, first and second round, first weekend. I got you with one. Okay. Uh, Wisconsin. Okay. So uh, this will translate into one of my Cinderella picks. Okay. But um, so they're kind of floating around at like the two seed or whatever, uh, Wisconsin. But um, so they would either play like a, a 15 or if they're at the three, play the 14. But uh, if they're matched up against Norfolk Norfolk State, <laughs> I think they could upset them. Okay. Right in fucking line. <laughs> Norfolk State's a good basketball team, but they play like a bunch of fucking idiots. I'm, I'm being honest with you. They do. So I don't know enough about Norfolk State, but I'm not big on Wisconsin. Norfolk State is not North Texas. Let me tell you about that. North, Texas, North Texas is damn fucking good this year, too. Are they? Yeah, yeah. they're going to be back. Are they? <laughs> yeah, baby. So, yeah, no, I'm not big on Wisconsin. I don't like Wisconsin. So, I, I, I would, I would put them in that category. Um, yeah, I mean, but then they fucking beat Purdue last night. God damn it. Um, but yeah, I mean, you stop Johnny Davis, and it's a tough. It's going to be tough for them. But Johnny Davis is that kind of player that can go off and mm-hmm. be kind of the talk of the tournament to start. Uh, but again, yeah, it all it all depends on who who they're matched up with. So that's what I'm saying. Take this with a grain of salt. We'll come back to this after Selection Sunday and really be able to lock in who we think. Uh, one team that I'm looking at, probably the first one, uh, is Texas at 21. I don't, yeah. I don't like Texas. I hate that dude, Devin Askew. Hate him. He was at Kentucky. Yeah, and uh, Carr, Marcus Carr. Yeah, he is overrated as fuck. They play good defense because of Chris Beard. But they will go on scoring droughts, which you can't afford. They don't play good enough defense to make up for their lack of scoring. Um, I look at Texas as a team that can be out uh, on in the first weekend. I would say that is my first one. So, what? What? Who is yours? Oh, shit. Um, I would. Um, so looking at the rankings now. See, it's hard without a bracket because you don't know where exactly they're going to be seated. And yeah, stuff definitely. Like that. That's but, what I'm saying. Um, yeah, you're not going to hold you to it on this one. We'll lock in what we really think on after Selection Sunday. I don't know what Illinois is going to do. 
You know what I mean? Because yeah. Cockburn's a um doesn't play with like the effort that sometimes he just blows layups and then mm-hmm. instead of rebounding, he's a big he's a big uh, ball slapper type of a guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like not a grabbing rebounds. Uh, if he's close to it, but not tries to tap it to his teammate. Yeah, or like just fucking slaps it out of bounds or something. Yeah. He's like he plays a little bit lazy, so that's a big thing. They were a team that got the early exit last year. Yep. Yep. Um, after go- going re- getting really hot at the end of February and playing well in the Big Ten tournament, but um, yeah, them. That would be one I, I would say. See, I'm not gonna lie. I I was on Illinois on Saturday. I think Illinois. So Plummer, that dude is a fucking sniper from deep. He can. If he's playing like he's oh, been yeah. playing, he's damn good. Well, we were on him the the other night, and he played really well. Is that what I was thinking of against Michigan? We lost. No, it was against somebody who was um. Night. It was the day before. It was two days before. Pretty good though. Yes. Um, and it was looking like they were going to cover. Yeah. Like a lot of the games, they blew it in the second half. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but no, he's damn good. Corbello is solid. If Coburn can get you, if Coburn can, like you said, if he can play with some effort. Um, which I think he would in the tournament. I'm not. I'm not that down on Illinois. I, it again depends on seating, but I'm not that down on Illinois. Um, so we'll we'll see with that one. Uh, Justin, who's your second team that you could see going out first um, weekend? St. Mary's. Okay. I don't like them at all. Um, so I, I feel like that's the easy pick, though. Like they're the one like that doesn't belong the most, I guess. Even though St. Mary's is always consistently good. They're the little brother to Gonzaga, so they play the same week conference. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I mean that's I'm kind of like excluding them, I guess, because I feel like that's almost a given. I could see them losing first weekend, definitely, but that's just because level of competition, I guess, that they're used to playing. But how much have you watched them? I haven't watched them a ton. I don't. I don't really know anything about them. I mean, they're pretty even all around on. Uh, so they could be incredible, is what you're telling me. They could, yeah, because <laughs> it's not like you can be like, all right, single out this dude and shut him down and we win like Wisconsin. Yeah. It's like they have four starters that average double digits. Yeah. No, so. that's true. Okay. So I would say the second one for me, um, which it's tough, man. I mean, it's pretty damn tough. Um, I would say Tennessee probably. Tennessee plays good defense and that's why I keep preaching. Defense translates to the tournament, but I'm just I just have not been a believer in Tennessee at all this year. And they've proven me wrong multiple times. They burned me quite a, a, a few times. Um but that's a team that I could see. Rick Barnes, I don't, I don't love Rick Barnes. I don't think he's that good of a coach as he has he has this uh this like persona about him or this reputation that he's a good basketball coach. I really just don't I don't, I'm not I'm not big on him. Um I know he was at Texas, but then he got let go from Texas. He was at Texas for what felt like an eternity. Then he went to Tennessee, and he kind of – I mean, he got walked into a damn good team with Admiral Schofield, uh, Grant Williams. They had they had guys on that team, which they have guys on this team too. This there's, You're always going to be able to argue both sides with this one. The emergence of – who was it? Kennedy Chandler, and then um, – who's, that, the, who's the other stupid guard? Fuck. He's my most hated player really? of all time. Uh, the – Guy who's got white hair, looks like a skunk. No, no, you're talking about Vescovi. Yeah. Oh, I can't I stand him. Vescovi. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, no, I fucking hate that dude. But no, they have two they have two quality guards. Uh 
Jordan James? No. Hold on. I'm about to give it to you. Um, Kennedy Chandler and who the f- – oh, uh, Zakai Ziegler. Hmm. Kennedy Chandler and Zakai Ziegler are both are both quality quality guards. I don't like Vescovi. He can get hot, though. He can. But, yeah, no, I'm not a fan. But those would be my two that I think I could see um, going out first weekend, Texas or Tennessee, either one. Yeah. I would. I love Houston, but I would say – I would almost honorable mention throw Houston in that mix just because they lost two of their best players. One, definitely their best player in Marcus Sasser, uh, out for the year with injury. And then I think uh, Trevon Mark is also out for the year with injury. So Houston very well could go out, but they play such good defense. Um, I think they'll they'll find themselves moving on. Um, Which some of these second-round matchups are going to be tough. So I guess it's more like, First round that you could see getting yeah. upset, like Ohio Ten- State got upset with Oral Roberts. Right. Ten- uh, Tennessee's been playing well. They right have. Now. That's what I'm saying. And, and that's what I'm saying. They proved me wrong multiple times this year. I just have not been high on Tennessee at all. So who would your second team be that you could see? Um, Kansas. Really? Yeah. That's a that's a bold prediction. Yeah, I mean. I think depending on the matchup, then they could be in trouble because of, um, what's his name? Abaji. Yeah, if he's. If, if he's he not fades, a, yeah, uh, good day. See, yeah, and that's why I'd who's like, going to make up for it? You know, there's so many of these teams. Like that's why I keep preaching defense. So many of these teams that are in the top 25 play damn good defense. Tennessee, Texas Tech, uh, Providence plays pretty solid defense, even though lately they haven't been. Uh, but Kentucky plays good defense. You got Connecticut. You got UConn. Uh, Houston, Texas is a solid defensive team with Chris Beard. Even though I like number one pick, I don't believe in them. Um, and then. Um, Baylor too though I mean yeah like, yeah without their defense Chachua, what's his name the uh, Jonathan Chamwachachua Chachachua <laughs> all right yeah without him dude I think their chances kind of uh fell big time so oh no that was a big loss for sure and he's not coming back he had surgery like if I I would want to look at the uh Big Twelve the the odds to win the tournament because I'd like to see where uh, Texas Tech would be I, I imagine they'd be. Yeah, that's another under, Texas Tech. Under I Kansas think I and Baylor. So, um, Iowa's another team that I could see getting bounced. Yeah. Iowa's like, they're like an enigma for me, dude, because we've been so big on Iowa the last few years. It's like they fucking play so fast. But I don't know. I can't, I, I can't get on the right side of Iowa this year. Keegan Murray's fucking good. He was damn good in the beginning, faded a little bit, and then came back with a fucking vengeance. So he's he's really good. Uh, but they're a team that I think not good enough defensively, um, and just they they'll have off nights where you're ten minutes into the first half they got nine points. It's like what happened? So, yeah. So those would be my two. Um, we got anything else we need to touch on? Cinderella pick. Who's is that? Your Norfolk State or whatever? Yeah. Like a, what do you mean Cinderella outside the rankings or? Yeah, just like, like a, you know, a, like a like a Loyola Chicago. Yeah. And and granted, I don't think I have one for you. Um, I was thinking like a St. Bonaventure has all the makings to be one, but they just fucking suck, dude. Yeah, they have because they've got like five seniors. They're gonna have to win their the A ten. Yeah, if, if they get, get there, they're a team that can make some noise because they have the uh, senior leadership. They've got the the good big guy down low, um, and they've got quality guards. But I don't know what their fucking problem is. They just don't play well this year. So. They and would in Alabama. I mean, dude, they just fucking lost to six. Yeah, but I don't. 16, I Texas wouldn't call A&M. them a. I, I wouldn't. No, I know. No, I mean, they 
our team that we were just talking about that could oh that can get it. bounced yeah hundred percent. But then they're also a team that could like they play terrible defense and they rely on the three point shot. Scumbags. But they, if they get hot though, if they get hot and start fucking raining well, I mean, threes, they, they beat, can go as far as they want. They can beat anybody. They have some impressive wins. I think they beat Duke. I think they they beat Gonzaga for sure. Yeah, they did. Um, I don't know if they beat Duke. They may have though. But it's like when you look at they don't have they played like crap in the SEC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like they had two big wins early in the year that are that's keeping them around and, and to talk. But yeah, see the thing with Texas Tech, eighteen and zero at home, three and six on the road. Yeah, that's a problem. You got to look at stuff like that. You got to find those teams that struggle um, on the road. Texas sixteen and three at home, fourteen and six on the road. Murray State weak comp weak competition, but fifteen and zero at home, eleven and one on the road. Murray State could get in there and make some noise, even though they're ranked 22. So they're not going to be, uh, they wouldn't be considered a Cinderella, I guess. Um, but yeah, Bama, three and six on the road. That's a problem. When it comes tournament time, that's a problem. So, um, all right, well, who's your Cinderella? I don't think I have one. Um, well, other than Norfolk State, um, I, I do like, I like Miami. I like Miami. And I mean, I, I do like LSU a little bit. See, um, I don't know. I wouldn't call those Cinderella, and then they they may be, but would you call those Cinderellas? If they won the whole thing, but like if they made oh no, a if run, they won the whole thing, yeah, but if they go to like the Sweet Sixteen or the Elite Eight, no, I, I would look. see. I could, I think LSU's probably going to make it past the second round. No, yeah, like LSU beat Kentucky, Depending LSU beat Tennessee. Um, they should have beat Arkansas. LSU's good they when just, LSU's fully healthy and not in foul trouble. Yeah, that's the biggest thing with them. Definitely. No, like your Norfolk State pick, that's a Cinderella. Like Loyola yeah. Chicago, the team that nobody fucking knew about, like that's a Cinderella. Butler, before they were like a mainstay, um, that's a Cinderella. I wouldn't even necessarily call Miami a Cinderella because they're like one of the top teams in the ACC. But yeah, no, I mean, out of, if we're talking teams outside of the top 25 that could go on a run, I, I like Miami. Miami's good. Miami, yeah. Miami, Miami's a good team. Mugusty or whatever his name is. Yeah. He's, he's, he's like the perfect size for yeah. a guard. Or like if you're... Talking to God, and you're like, this is how I want to be built. I mean, uh-huh. it's exactly him. <laughs> Definitely. No, yeah, I mean. So, yeah, no, I don't know that I would put them. It all depends on where they where they fall in the rankings and all that. But, yeah, no, I mean, I think they're one of the top teams in the ACC. Um, Like Oral Roberts, say they would have yeah. won again. Like, that's a Cinderella run. Davidson, when they had Steph Curry, that's a Cinderella run. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what – uh. It'll be easier to do whenever once we, we have see it. Yeah, once yeah. you get your eyes on it, and you know who's in. That's what I'm saying. Like, is Norfolk State are they leading their conference? Yeah, are yeah, they? Okay, gotta be. I don't know. They should. It'll be. I'm pretty sure if they don't win their conference, it'll be like a. Big this is going to be one that we all pick because y'all are big on Norfolk State. They better fucking win. Well, if they play anybody like disciplined, then it's over. <laughs> don't even count them to have a chance. What if they play North Texas? I don't know, man. They don't. <laughs> North Texas doesn't have that little guy anymore. Number no. three. Yeah. But um, I know we picked. They're playing some, a lot better. Some upsets last. They're year. playing a lot better. That's why I love this next week because yeah. this is where you start. You get to watch the conference tournaments. You yep. get to see how some you of these find teams play. those diamonds in the rough. And then you're like, all right, they're. I'm gonna have them go, getting a little bit further yep. than a lot of other people. That's when I found back. out about Ohio with the Lamelo Ball clone. Uh, oh yeah, Jason something can't remember. He was good. He played good though. Um, all right. I don't have anything else. Do y'all have anything else? No. Nope. All right. Episode one hundred six of Big Easy Bats. March is here. It's the greatest month of the entire year. The best sporting event in the history of this 
country that we have. March Madness is on the horizon. Um, be on the lookout for whenever our next episode is. We got conference championships. We got Selection Sunday right around the corner. So be on the lookout. Like I said, we made money last year. The motto always was and always will be, you have to lose in February to win in March. That's what I said. We lost in February, so you know what comes next. If you're not hopping on now, you're going to get left behind. Ball's in your court. All right, y'all have a good one. Who that? We do!